1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. UnitedHealthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out UnitedHealthcare insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me.
5: Woo, woo, woo! I mean, brighten this up for those watching. She's peeling back the curtain. Give her a spotlight.
3: Um, Hi, my name is Megan Rinks, everyone. If you are new here, and I'm joined by my co-host, producer, the person who keeps this podcast, and me running, Melissa (laughs) Moss. Hi, hi, everyone. And you just celebrated a birthday, so happy belated. Thank you. By the time this is up, it's belated, belated, but right?
5: Yeah, I mean, because the last episode was the day before, so
3: yeah, yeah, that is true. But you know, so happy that well, actually, you... no, it was
5: two episodes ago at this point because there's another one coming out on Monday. So oh yeah, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs> so it's belated. <laughs> yeah, but I'm so happy that your mom gave birth to you. Shout out Thank to you. Angela. You're you're a real one. Thank you so much. <laughs> I shot right out the vagina <laughs> for on February
5: yet. 16th. Did you really
3: shoot right out? Was it fast? No, because well, you're,
5: you, you're the first. I'm the first. I'm the only one that came out the vagina. But oh, true. here's the thing is, as I was being born, I shit inside of my mother. Oh, And so they had to quickly pull me out because if I would mm-hmm. have swallowed anything i would have been poisoned and also that can't be inside the mother no, what's it called it's like, i don't even know it starts with an m yeah which is why my name starts with an n <laughs> <laughs> no
3: don't do not, disparage your, do not disparage your family like that
5: all of no it's the cutest
3: fucking story ever i will not let you do this all of her sisters their names start with m because your mom had endometriosis and you were all miracle babies yes that's correct It's so fucking cute <laughs> gives me uh-huh. hope that I'll hope be able to have kids, mm-hmm. you know, one day, yeah. one, one day. day. I'm not going to spiral about it right now. I've been so. doing that a lot lately. <laughs> so happy belated. Thank happy you. you're here. Thanks for being here. Treating you like our guests. You you wouldn't. (laughs) I wouldn't (laughs) be here either. I would no. If you weren't here, I would also not be here. Um, and where is here, for those of you who are new? Um, this is Don't Blame Me. We're an advice podcast. We give fantastic, amazing, wonderful advice, and we have a lot of credentials. Um, we're certified bad bitches, certified. Mm -hmm assholes certified Mm -hmm. cunts Mm -hmm. certified will tell you if you're being a dumb bitch Mm -hmm. certified
5: freak seven days a week
3: (laughs) (laughs) wet ass (laughs) pussy yeah that's us exactly did you know we were the muses for that song (laughs) um someone messaged me and asked they're like oh my god do you name your podcast after the taylor swift song and i was like no taylor swift named a song after our podcast Mm -hmm. she's a huge fan Look, look, look at the dates. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Look at the dates. Just just check them on out. Yeah, this is an advice podcast. You call in, you leave us voicemails, and then we give you advice. We always give advice from um like, like we would to our friends. We're very honest, we're straightforward, we're not big sugar coaters. Um, and if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, good day, mate. You can send us an audio <laughs> message, just record <laughs> it on your phone and email it to us at MeganPodcast podcast at gmail.com.
5: And may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> it always helps if you write it down first. Uh that way it's very concise and mm-hmm. uh you get all the information down. And if there's something that's like within a certain time frame, please let us know what the time frame is because yes. that helps us. Also Include your uh, pronouns
3: and your age because if you are under eighteen, you need your parents' permission. Mm-hmm. And if you're under eighteen, I I expect your mother Susan to hop on the voicemail and say hi. This is Susan, Michaela's mom. She has my permission to call in about this. And then I expect a visual of your mom just like listening (laughs) to you recording. Yes, that would be pretty iconic. Um, Oh, and you got to keep it under three minutes, which is also why it's great to write it down. So you can practice and make sure you're not leaving out important information. You won't get cut off. And you get cut off by the actual like Google voice number, not us. So we don't hear what happens afterwards. Mm hmm. So what's it with you? Anything? What's
5: happening in the life of uh of Queen Melissa? I have been getting in bed by twelve, which is a new development, and that has not happened in years, (laughs) like the last two years. I think it's been like that. So um, I'm not going to sleep, but I just don't have work. Like I've been finished with work by like eight, and that is unheard of. Yeah, unheard of. So it's been great. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. Is that
3: maybe maybe that's also contributing to the reason why you tried a new eyeshadow technique today. Oh, yeah. More sleep, more inspiration. Mm -hmm. Your brain is like you can think about other things like your brain is time to wander.
5: I had a scary moment like two weeks ago where I had a meeting with someone. And then have the follow up meeting, and I don't even remember having the previous meeting. Oh, you went though. Okay, I thought I yeah, was yeah. That. I you was just there. To go. No, no, no. I was just not there, mentally but there. I don't, I don't remember having the first meeting at all. When was the first meeting? Like a week before that. So I'm, I was like, okay, <laughs>
3: <laughs> you need time to, to sleep.
5: sleep. Yeah. Wow. Like I, That's... I literally have no recollection. There, we were in the second meeting. they were talking about stuff, and I was like, I. I, I pretended like I knew what was going on. But I have no recollection of having the meeting. Dude, sleep yeah.
3: deprivation will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it, it, it's, all, I mean, horrible. You can go into fucking psychosis for yeah. not sleeping. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy for you. That's very exciting. So we start all of our episodes um, with an update. So a caller who's been on a previous episode, we, we, we pop on over to Zoom. We, we dial them in. We talk to them and we get some details on what is currently happening in the situation. And this is, I think, a perfect example of us in our tough love. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like this is, this is, I will, anyone who wants to say that we're fucking bitches and like we're being mean to people or like whatever, I will just direct them to this because I'm like, this (laughs) is, because this is like, we talk to this, the caller, how we talk to our friend, like this is how I would talk to a friend. And I think this is one of those things that when you are listening to this, you have either been in their shoes or you've been the friend. And like, this is so relatable. And it's one of those things that like, you are just hoping, hoping yeah. that the person is going to like, take your advice. um And I think this is one of the first times we've had an update where, uh, we're, we're i guess we do still give advice in the updates but i think this is one that like i didn't think this is, i thought we were gonna be somewhere else yeah yeah, with yeah This yeah. update. i thought know? we
5: were gonna be past this point but like yeah this is but somebody think, that's still going through and,
3: and i think it's fucking realistic as shit
5: yeah 100%. you know percent so this is from season seven episode five if you want to go back and listen to the original one um but they give an update so you can keep listening
6: so in my original call, I had asked for advice about how to break up with someone when you like live with them and share a car with them, and when they're like financially dependent on you, a little more specific. So I've been in this relationship for, like two and a half years, um, but there's a good two and a half years before that where everything was very toxic and chaotic, and it was a lot of him. Lying to me about um, always constantly seeing a bunch of other guys and then like lying to our other friends about how much we were actually involved together. Mm-hmm. And um, it started he, when
5: you were in high school, right? Yeah.
6: Yes. Uh, like my senior year of high school. And he's still the only like relationship I've ever been in and like basically the only guy I've been with. Mm-hmm. And I was just like really, really obsessed with him. And he would like, two or three times, be like, oh, actually, I'm completely in love with you. Oh, my gosh. Like, you're the one. And then a day or two later, completely take it back um, and say, oh, like, sometimes I look at you and I really want to kiss you. And then sometimes I look at you and I don't. So I don't know. Wow. And then... You're so oh, cute I- too. It's like
3: I know. You're so <laughs> fucking adorable. Like, I fucking... Like, we already fucking hated this. Dude. Like, I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready to, I'm ready to fucking throw hands. Sorry, keep uh, going.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many little anecdotes Ugh. about uh, that time. So then a couple years into it, a bunch of stuff starts happening with him where like he gets his car taken away and he has to move in with his mom and he loses his job and like just doesn't have a job for a couple months. And then that is when he decides, I like, I do love you. Um, I want to actually be your boyfriend. And, um, kind of like, we just kind of don't acknowledge that time beforehand, mm-hmm. when He did all of that. He kind of just calls it, uh, like the times when he was mean to me or when he didn't know that he loved me. Um, and so very quickly into us starting to officially date, um, we like move out and get an apartment together and he like shares my car and starts working at the job that I have. Um, then eventually I leave that job. So then I have to work a night jobs so that we can switch off the car. Ugh. And in 2020, I tried to break up with him two times. The first time did not go very well at all. And he like completely collapsed on the ground, mm-hmm. um, in our bedroom. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I need to take him to a homeless shelter and all kinds of stuff like that and like get our dog away. And so it was like just a couple of days of being very awkward and sad in the house. And then things happened and we got back together. And a couple months after that, we moved out and we were living with some of our friends. And then during that, while we were staying there, I was kind of under the headspace of Okay, like, if I break up with him here, he's like staying at that house with them. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, that also didn't work, and he kind of just kind of guilt-tripped me into going back. Um, and I stayed at my mom's house for a couple of days, and then just ended up going back there. And that led me to calling you guys uh, <laughs> a couple months ago, and then I've called you twice with two updates. So that's great. Um, a couple weeks ago. I don't remember exactly what started it. He came into the bedroom because I was asleep. Like he had just gotten off of work um, and started to fight about something. He was just very, very mad. Um, And so then I started yelling back. And then he started just purposely saying very hurtful things about like why I have no friends and why I complain that I'm lonely all the time, but it's all just my own fault um and said so all this stuff and I was telling him just leave me alone just leave me alone like go stay in the living room I'll be in here whatever and he was blatantly saying like no no I'm not gonna leave you alone you want to just ignore me um you were and sleeping
7: so, <laughs> <laughs> and oh my so god so I got
6: to the point where I was like okay I'm leaving I'm leaving the house and that's when he was like oh so you're just are you just gonna dump me are you just gonna leave me here and break up with me um and I said yes like We're done, then fine. And just got my stuff and left and literally just drove around for like three or four hours. And he's a driver's license. (laughs) It was a full Olivia Rodrigo. Big moment. (laughs) And he was just like calling and texting my phone. And then like right before I come back home, he calls me and is like, "I, I know I was out of line. Like, I understand. And then he was like, I'm going to go to sleep. Just come back home and you can stay in the living room. And like, we'll talk everything out. And like, I'll make my plan in the morning. So then I go back home, like stay in the living room. Eventually he wakes up and comes out there and is just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I made a mistake. I didn't, uh, I don't want to break up with you. Um, Like, of course I want to stay with you. Um, And basically acted like. Like, he had broke up with me and that he was taking it back. Um, and I kind of just, like, shut down. And mm-hmm. it was mostly him just, like, saying this whole speech for, like, 30, 45 minutes. And then me just being like, okay, well, can the rest of the day just be normal then? And so, it's been a couple of weeks of just
3: trying to get
6: level. Is um, He's at work currently. Oh, my
3: you have to break up
4: you
6: have
3: i know i know but you have to Mm -hmm. like because he's just gonna keep gaslighting you because that's what that is like Mm -hmm. that like the whole him being like that that's like this is like the kind of like deep and i've been there and like when you say the whole like will you just leave me alone like i've been there like that makes my heart break because it's like that the roles then when, when you're saying things like that that's a thing uh that's like the, that, that there there that shows a power dynamic mm-hmm. that it's like i it, it you turn into a kid, you're like, please just leave me alone, like just leave me alone. It's like I'm not going to that's like with not taking account for your boundaries, like anything like that, and it's just so unbelievably toxic, and like the kind of gaslighting where someone you get upset with someone and then they forgive you, and then you're right. just there being like. But I was the one who, and it's like, well, no, I'll take you back. Like, it's okay. Like, I can look past this. And like, that's when it gets like so into your fucking head. And I promise you there is like someone who's out there for you who's so much better. And this, he's like, he's not your responsibility Mm -mm. at all. And like, if anything, this like gaslighting and manipulation, all of that stuff, that's his true colors. The whole like pleading and being sweet and all of that stuff. My therapist calls it love bombing, where it's like, They treat you like shit and gaslight the shit out of you. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I love you so much. And like all of this stuff, like it's fine. And it just becomes that cycle over and over and over again. And like, he's not, he doesn't need you to protect him at all or like to take care of him because clearly the empathetic, like, collapsing on the ground. Like, that's just manipulation, you know? Like, and that's, like, what that is. And, like, the same thing for him being like, oh, this is why you're lonely and all of that stuff. Like, he's trying to bring you down, like, so, so, so hard so you feel like you need him Mm -hmm. so then he can just keep fucking mooching off of you. And it, like, sucks because even like the not acknowledging the past like couple of years, like prior to you, like officially starting to date of being like, oh, that time, like I wasn't sure if I love you that time, like I wasn't that nice to you is so vastly downplaying like all of that. And it sucks because like we say this all the time when it comes to like first relationships that especially ones that are toxic, it's so hard to get out of those because it's the only thing you have it to compare to. So like your idea and like your, whether it's like, Sexually or even just romantically, it's like when I think of like when I was like my first boyfriend and I dated when I was like 16 up until I was like 17 or 18, maybe we did for like, yeah, like probably like a year and some time. And I only ever associated love with him. And so that was like, that's when I thought of love, like that's who I loved. And it wasn't this like abstract, like more complex feeling that could apply to like other relationships. And it took me a long time. To get over that and like be able to date someone else and like realize like, oh, I was only ever comparing and I was staying in this relationship or like thinking about him after we broke up and all of that, because like I just associated you with those feelings. Like I didn't necessarily have you. You weren't like the end all be all like representative of like who my ultimate love was, but you were the only person I'd ever loved at that time. So I wasn't able to separate the feeling from the person and that like you you like you want don't you? You want to break up with him, <laughs> yeah? And it's
6: uh, it's just like there have been so many times where I have like obviously when I called into you guys have just like completely set it up, been a hundred percent like okay, then I'm gonna do this and then mm-hmm. uh, just completely freak out or just think, okay, well maybe just one more calm date and then I'll do it tomorrow. So. What's holding you back? Because it, it, w- like, it would be different if we lived at different houses and it's like, okay, we're going to meet up and break up. And then it's like, mm, we're going to separate. But it's like, we're going to break up and then he doesn't have anywhere to go, doesn't have a car. So it's a lot of like, like, we're going to break up, but then still be together most likely, like he would still need to stay here. So then I freak myself out about that. And then I'm like, I'll do it closer to when this lease is going to be up. I'll do it closer to when we're going to move this time or just keep pushing it back and saying different things. Mm
5: -hmm. Is he on the lease?
6: He's not on the lease here.
5: And that's not, that's not, I feel like that's more of, that's more of, showing how much you're taking care of him because he's not on the lease. He's not your he's not your child. He's not your financial responsibility. And though it may feel like that, that that you have to be responsible for him, you're not. He's an adult man. He has a job. He can figure it out, even if Let's say he needed to live at a homeless shelter. So be it while he's getting, since that's the thing that he used, he tried to use against you. So be it until he can get to like a a point where he can financially support himself.
3: Well, he's making you feel like you have Mm -hmm. to. That's the thing. It's like, it's not that you actually have to take care of him. He's, he's essentially assigned that role to you to make you feel like you do have to. Yeah,
6: literally in the past couple of weeks since that first fight, he like I've noticed it has so many times like either on the phone to other people or in conversation with me keep saying, I don't know what I would do without you or it's just. Uh, yeah, he
3: and it's f- not true. That's it's the thing like, true. That's yeah. we're humans are very resilient people like he would figure it out. And there's a reason why. He is saying those things to be it's to get in your head to make you feel like that. When in
5: reality, like he would be he would be he would be fine he the, need to figure it out. He's an, a grown man. He can figure it out. Yeah.
6: And part of why I keep thinking like because, you know, I have brought up before, like the financial things and like how he's sometimes made me pay for more things, even mm-hmm. though like we worked at the same job got paid the same but like you want me to pay more for bills and all this stuff and he always said it was because he was saving up for a car that he's obviously never gotten and he always just like figures out a way to gaslight me I guess and tell me that like no it's fine and then I end up still keep paying for more of the bills that he does and things what's his money going towards Lately, uh, a lot of clothes and video games. Yeah, like he can af- game?
5: Yes, right. he can afford to live by himself yeah. or find a roommate. Like, he's spending, he has the money. If you guys are making the same amount of money, you have a car, you're paying for everything. You've got, you're paying for the apartment. He has the money. He's just choosing to spend it on other things because he's using that financial gain to manipulate you.
3: Mm-hmm. It's also called financial abuse. Like Mm -hmm. there's like that's like do you have like a friend or someone who like COVID permitting like that could be test or whatever that could like come crash with you guys for like a a couple like couple days or whatever and be there just in the apartment when you're like, okay we're going to break up. I'm done. And like you you need to move out. I will get the landlord involved. If you don't get like you have until like, and again, like, I think the thing is like you give two weeks or something like here could move out in two weeks. And then you said, I don't know if your mom was close by, but you had said that you had gone to your mom's maybe, maybe it's just like going to your mom's and being like, you've got two weeks. And then when you come back after those two weeks, you're there with like a friend or someone again, COVID permitting. And it's, okay, you 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 like, your stuff needs to be out if it's not out. we're moving your stuff out, and we're like changing the locks and like that just it needs to be like I think you need someone else there to just like be kind of witness to it. it it's so important for you to get out of this because you're the only thing the only reason why you're staying is this this feeling of like obligation and need of taking care of him which is a result of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. I just, you 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 were you were so fucking cute and like you deserve so much fucking better than this piece of
5: shit.
6: Thank Caca. you.
5: You do. You Ugh. do. And call us back like if you need some support or anything, just call yeah. us back and let us know. Fuck, got I'll break bat. up with him. Yeah, we've got your back. <laughs> I'll bat. break up with if him over wanna, Zoom. If you, that's what I was going to say. If you want to put us on Zoom when you're talking yeah. to him, then do it. And you can do it. I pr- you can do promise it. you. You can. You can. You
3: will.
6: You I can? will. And I will give you an update call and this will be a whole new life.
3: <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. And really, if you do, if you need someone to listen on, listen in on Zoom, I'm very happy. I mean, like, obviously, you can minimize it. So it doesn't have to see my face. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you, I have so much faith in you and you're going to be so proud of yourself once this is all through, and you'll be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm a strong bitch." Because you are. Thank
6: you for hyping me up for an hour. <laughs> <That
3: was great. laughs> no, of course. And let us know how it goes, and if you need any more help, we're we are here. We're just as Charlie pooth says, we're one call away. <laughs> Damn,
5: duh, am I hate, I hate. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish the best for the caller and i know that they're going to be able to get through this and it will be i can't wait for that call when they're on the other side of it
3: i and we get those update calls and i love them and this Mm -hmm. one is like a longer time coming and it's going to be even better like it's Mm -hmm. just going to feel like so fucking good when they're out and it's gonna oh I'm just so looking forward to it. And I wish they lived near us so I could be that person who's just like sitting in the room being like, get the fuck out. Move your fucking shit out. Yeah. Go, go. Mm, But we've been there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I and that was the whole thing. Like, I needed my friends to Mm -hmm. be there, hear it, hold me accountable. And again, as someone who's been the friend for that for other people, it's not an instant thing.
5: Like that I've done that with friends and it took a long fucking time for them to break up. Yeah. And, you know, this it's not going to happen as we already know the first or the second or third time. Um, But. they will get out of it. Yeah, I know. I know Mm -hmm. you can you can also tell in their eyes like they're Mm
3: -hmm. like they're ready. They're
5: they're over it. Yeah.
3: Fucking over it. Uh. Well, should we get into our first call?
5: Let's do it.
3: Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm 21 years old. I'm Capricorn, and calling from
8: Southern California. I'm calling because I need advice on a boy who I've had history with since high school. Like I mentioned, I'm 21. He's 24. He's a great career as an entrepreneur. Lives in Austin, Texas. Does very well financially. He's just a very fun person um, overall. Anyway, we've had some rough patches back in high school where we would casually, air quote, date. Um, he wasn't always honest about still being with his ex. He would also do shady. Like tell me he's gonna take me out on a date, make these really nice plans, and then never show up to pick me up. Super fucked. So fast forward to 2021, he's reached out wanting to fly me out to uh, Texas so we can catch up. I said that he had a lot of convincing to do because I have my guard up because of all these fucked up mistakes and decisions that he's made uh he proceeded to tell me that he wasn't the same person um he's grown and wants to show me and prove to me so i'm going to read you guys these text messages because i just want your honest opinion so he said i'm not the same high school kid i'm sure you're not the same girl for some reason you still keep crossing my mind and i can't keep that up i told him that we had, uh that we both had, had some growing up to do but i wanted to give him another chance and it would be nice to catch up after so many years he said, "Give me a time, and I promise I'll spoil you, and make up for the time missed that I should have spent with you." Age also came into play, and I'm sorry I couldn't. I'm sorry I couldn't do what I would have liked to do with you. If I could go back, I would have made you mine. So I guess in my mind, I want to rewrite those wrongs, at least see what I missed out on, and piss at myself because I know you're not like anyone else, and I took it for granted. I told him straight up that I had my guard up, and all of the reasons why I was honest and truthful. So he said, um, if you sent me a text saying to get you out here tomorrow, I would. That's a way to prove it to you and, and how serious I am. No problem. Not saying tomorrow's the time nor when to come. I just know I need to show you and prove to you. I think I'm one of the few who could really show you what you're missing. I'll even come to you if it's easier. So I told him that I would feel much better if he would just come out to me first for a weekend. We can see how things go, catch up. I just want to be in my own element because I get really bad anxiety dating. I don't know what it is. I, maybe I'm just not confident in myself anymore. But I told him that he should come visit me. And if things all go well and we can work things out, then I would probably be more comfortable going to see him. I just want to want some dating advice to help me feel more confident. If he bullshitting me, if he honest, I don't really know what to believe anymore. Should I just say fuck it? Because the world's ending (laughs) just kidding but let me know i really don't know what to think i want to do it my heart's telling me that i want to do it but i just need some honest answers and i feel like you guys are here for me so thank you guys so much love the podcast uh,
5: i (laughs) no (laughs) like here's the thing is if he wants to prove that he's a better person why does you why do you need to be in person to do that Yeah. Why are you being
3: so weird and pushy about like, I'm going to spoil you and do all Mm -hmm. like all he's doing is talking a big game when in reality, if he wants to show you that he's like, which again, that's what he did before when you were in high school, he'd like talk a big game and then never follow through. Like, he's actually actively just showing you that he's exactly Exactly the same. same person. The exact like, same person. You would be, like, low-key and just, like, be like, hey, like, I would love to catch up. Like, let's, like, FaceTime, like, no pressure. Like, it would be, like, it wouldn't be this, like, extravagant, like, talking all these, like, this big game and all of that kind of stuff. Like, he would be, like, also respecting the fact that, like, you might just say fuck off and he should just be, like, rekindling, like, a friendship and, like, talking to you and all of that. But, like...
5: I'm Saying that he's gonna you out. fly you out and spoil you? Ew. Like, why does he need to physically do something to show you that he's a different person you don't like buy gifts to show or whatever whatever his definition of spoiling is or like smother you Mm -hmm. like you don't that's not how you show somebody that you're a different person you get to know them as a friend and then you yourself decide if they're even worth your time and i don't think in i don't even think that you realize your worth in any of this like you you want you you're allowing him to say these things and you're entertaining him for all of this and it's Mm -hmm. just like no you can't how can you expect somebody to be different like yes you know people do grow up like being 24 is a lot different than an 18 year old most people grow up but his (laughs) his words are not translating into any type of action that would show me that he's a different person.
3: No. And did you guys have sex in high school? Yeah. Because if you did, uh, I could see it going either way. But (laughs) this sounds like a guy who is horny, Mm -hmm. doesn't have any options where he's currently at, and he's going through the phone book, going through who who he either... It's either who he's already had sex with mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, who's someone that I can I can fuck again? This person. Or you guys didn't have sex in high school, which I had this with a guy that I dated uh, in high school that like afterwards... I was like, I was a virgin. We never had sex. Um, and then had like another long term boyfriend. We had sex. We broke up. And homeboy came back around so fast. and was like I just want to see, like you know, like and like he ghosted me like before. I like, said I just want to see, like you know, what what I like what we were missing out on. I go, you want the pussy? That's mm-hmm. like that's what you're like. Oh, well, we never had sex. Like I'd like to see. I'd like to like do that now because I've always always wanted to, and we didn't. Um, and that's just like this is so to me this is so transparent and he's like playing on your feelings of like pick oh this is a guy who didn't pick you in high school who's now coming back around and being like you're the one that got away like I'm picking you and all of that shit like he's saying everything to get you to like feel a certain way about him that has nothing to do like you said has nothing to do with like his actions who he is mm-hmm. as a person and also the first thing if you're ever going to even fucking try and do this it should never be like his response like well I was really young no, no, no he just made an excuse he just yeah, made an excuse it should be like I was a piece of shit like there is no excuse for the kind of stuff that I did and I completely understand if you like would never want like you aren't interested in this but I would love like if you would like if, if we could just like talk and try and pursue a friendship
5: Yes. Pursuing a friendship because he doesn't even know you like you guys haven't been talking except for these text messages, I guess. But he doesn't know you. So how does he even know that he likes you if you guys don't have friendship as a foundation? That's
3: what I don't buy about this. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, this is one of those too good to be true things. And like, maybe you really romanticized him back in the day. So like for you, it's like, well, he might have those exact same kind of like feelings and all of that. But like, you're romanticizing the idea of a person that you used to know, not Mm -hmm. someone now. And I think you need to fucking ignore like 16, 17 year old you who's like, oh my God, like he's finally coming back around. He's picked me. There's no greater feeling than someone who like fucked you over or like you always had feelings for coming back around and like trying to get with you. But if that's, if your immediate like, response isn't just like oh my god go me and go fuck yourself you're still in it you're still yep. too in it and that's not honoring your current feelings that's you're stuck in the fucking past mm-hmm. like that's what we talk about with closure when someone loops back around how you know you're fucking ready for how you know that you're gonna actually that, that it's real closure you can receive it you don't give a shit You don't give a shit. It doesn't change how you feel about the person. It doesn't make you have feelings for them again. It's that like, ha ha, thank you and fuck you moment. But this is not that. Like he's still playing on your feelings. And he is in asking you to come fly to Texas from Southern California or for him to go from Texas to Southern, either way, two fucking hotspots. All he is doing in that is telling me, Hello, I am still a shitty, selfish person who's just trying to get my dick
0: sucked.
5: But also, you're the same way, though, because you're not blinking about the possibility that you're like, oh, no, it'll be okay if he comes to see me. No, it's not okay. We're in a pandemic like this isn't cool at all. And also, like, do you think that you're the only one that he's reaching out to? That's why I said it's not it. There's a reason why if you're going for an out of state fucking booty calls because you've mm -hmm. you've exhausted all of your local booty calls. Mm -hmm. And so like you think that like he's going to fly here, get tested, quarantine for 14 days and then you guys are you're going to hang out like hang out. You're going to quarantine for 14 days and then you're Mm -hmm. going to hang out in your apartment that we're assuming
3: you live in alone. So Mm -hmm. no one else is being there. (sighs) No,
5: no, no, no. No. that time all that time preparation that's time you guys can just be facetiming while yes. he's still in texas and the reason why he's not pursuing that and doing any of
3: that is because he's not trying to like that that will make his intentions very clear mm-hmm. like he does no dis- like even if he like i promise you if you spend like a solid like weeks on weeks on weeks facetiming for hours a day you're going to be like oh i'm not into him or oh he's not that into me mm-hmm.
5: and like but and the best case scenario you think he's great and he thinks you're great yeah but like that's that's best case scenario but that's not what his intentions are that's not what he wants no the reason why he's trying to fly to see you is not some
3: romantic gesture to prove how much he's into you he wants to stick his fucking dick in you Mm -hmm. that's what he wants to do yeah this is the epitome of like he's bank he's making you believe that you're the one who got away and that's the feeling that he's giving you and the feeling that you're having because that's how he's painting it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, he needs someone else. He, he's, he's replenishing his bench. He has exhausted his options where he's at. Also, I'm just going to say when someone refers to themselves as an entrepreneur, as a 24-year-old dude, I hate that.
5: I don't even want, like, I don't want, even though I am an entrepreneur, I don't want to be called an entrepreneur. Like, don't fucking call me that like ceo yes literally but like there's something about just like saying that you're especially at 24 years old just like saying you're an entrepreneur he probably like you got daddy's money and now you flipped a house or he's like selling music on soundcloud
3: oh my god ew i bet he is You need to have more. I fucking hate the saying like you need to have more respect for yourself, but you need to have like more of like you need to be more in touch with your worth and like who you are now Mm -hmm. and versus like detaching yourself from who you were when you were younger and that can be like very hard and something like I've had to like learn in therapy or whatever that like you you don't need to fix young you you don't need to like right the wrongs you don't need to like redo any of those situations and scenarios to feel picked and all of that stuff because like what happened happened and that's not going to change the past and you, yeah you you need to recognize that like we're in a pandemic and there's no way to do this isn't romantic <laughs> there's no. no way to do this safely and the fact that he is so wi- wanting to do this now shows that he also doesn't care about your safety
5: mm-hmm.
3: or anyone else's safety she doesn't care about his either no exactly and that's like this isn't it like this is not it no. like this would be romantic if like you know, like someone that you used to talk to in high school has always had feelings for you. You guys start messaging, you start texting and then you start FaceTiming and you have these like cute FaceTime dates and you really get to know each other. But like, I'm going to spoil you. I'm going to fly here. All of that. He's showing his hands so, so clearly. And I think it's enticing to you. And he's just, he's just, this is not, this is, it it, it ain't it. It ain't it. Don't get on the plane. Don't let him get on a fucking plane and just... Just ghost him. That's the power move back. Yeah. Just fucking ghost. Okay. Should we go on to the next? Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling because I'm stuck on a guy and I don't know if I need
8: to let him go or continue to talk to him. I'm a 30-year-old Aries and he's a 29-year-old Leo. Some backstory. I broke up with my toxic narcissist ex of a year at the end of May last year and took a lot of time for myself over the pandemic, which included getting a therapist and doing a lot of self-care. I downloaded some dating apps when I felt I was ready and just needed to shamelessly flirt with someone. I matched with this guy right after Christmas, and we hit it off immediately. We're both on the same page about politics, music, TV, fitness, food, and most importantly, pandemic safety. We had three Zoom dates before agreeing to meet in person, and once we finally met, it was clear there was a lot of chemistry between us been a little over a month of constantly texting throughout the day, and we've hung out in person three times, and the last time we did, we finally had sex. It was nerve-wracking for both of us, and we both had trouble getting off, but we eventually got there. I've told him many times that I don't date and sleep with people casually because I tend to get emotionally attached really quickly. He's only seven months out of a nine-year relationship and has told me that he was planning on staying single for a while, but that I, quote, kind of fucked up that plan. I know it takes a long time to recover from a long relationship. I was with my first ex for seven years, so I totally understand where he's coming from. We've both stated that we're interested in seeing where this goes, and neither of us are talking to anyone else. However, I can feel myself getting very emotionally attached already, and I can tell he's not there yet. I confronted him yesterday and said I might need to pump the brakes because I'm trying to protect my heart, and he was very understanding and mature about it. He said, quote, I like you too much to rush into something I'm not ready for, and I think it's good being cautious because I would hate for you to get hurt. I feel like there's a lot of potential for a good relationship here, but it seems very clear that he's not ready for that yet. My questions are, do I wait it out and hope that he eventually feels ready to lock it down, or do I break it off and let him sort himself out and try to move on? Is there a way I can put less pressure on both of us while still enjoying his company? I'd
3: really appreciate any advice you can give me. Thank you. I'm passionate about this subject. Okay. You know this. Mm -hmm. There is this um, thing that happens, and this is going to be like a very heteronormative statement, but a lot of women don't feel like they can be they don't want to be crazy. They don't want to be pushy. They don't want to be overbearing. They don't want to be asking for too much. And they also don't want to be like clingy or desperate. And like desperate is like the big, big word here. And so what happens is, uh, you date guys who say that they're like, you know, just trying to take things casual, take things slow and all of that stuff. And it becomes like, okay, I'm, I'm, that's what I want too. That's what I'm, that's how I'm doing this too. And you start, like lowering your expectations and lowering your like standards and what you want and compromising what you want for what the person is able to give you. And I think a lot of women, and this has come from like me having endless conversations with friends about this, that don't like when, when someone tells you that they've been in a long relationship and they like, don't want anything serious, that's a fact Mm -hmm. and you can't change that. And that's not something that everyone says. Like I have straight guy friends who go on dating apps or meet girls. And then they ask like, girls, like, what are you looking for? And they're like, "Oh, I'm looking for a relationship. But I think a lot of women don't think that guys say that. And so we have to we feel like we have to decode what mm-hmm. they're saying and then take that for to mean that other thing where it's like, well, he's not looking for anything serious right now, but like I'm not I'm not, I don't need to like be his girlfriend immediately. Like we're just like getting to know each other and then it could maybe get there. And it's not going to get there because he's kind of already given you the blanket statement right off the bat. Like, this is not something I'm going to be ready for. And it doesn't matter how great and how cool you are. If he's not ready to be in a relationship, it's not going to change that at all. Yeah. And the next person that he, whenever he dates someone, when he is ready for a relationship, they're not they're not better than you. They didn't do anything different than you. It's just that they were ready
5: it's him it's not it has nothing to do with you it's all and
3: him if you think that you again, you could be together like later on this could be a great relationship you have to end it right now mm-hmm. you need to date other people talk to other people move on and then when he is done being single like enjoying being single and if he wants to come back or if he if then then you guys can date but i think also that fear of oh i don't want to let this person go also means i don't think they're going to come back Yep. And I don't think that if, when they're ready to not be single, I don't think it's, I don't think this is going to be it. Yeah. And there's also something to be said about, and I've had this with someone where it, it did not work out, but like I was into them. They finally got single. I was trying to pursue them. They like, just were like, no, no, no. And they were like, nice about it. But like, we didn't go out, didn't go out. And then the second that they were ready, they were like, Hey, I want a date. And I was like, Whoa, but like, okay, this is, <laughs> I wasn't into it at that point, but like, that is some, like, I, I respect that person for doing that. So like, didn't string me along at any point. Like we never, I was never confused or feeling like I was compromising what I like, what I was like interested in or what I wanted, because like in the nicest way possible, he didn't give me the time of day because Mm -hmm. he was like, no, I really like, like you, but I, I really want to be single right now. And I don't single me. Like having fun is I'm not going to fuck that up with you. Yeah. And that was like a, a very nice thing. And like, but again, and then like two years later, I wasn't interested at all anymore. And like, that's also like a great thing that like, I'm so <laughs> I'm so glad that it was like, Oh wow! But a couple of years ago, if you would have told me, like, if he had told me, like, hey, you know, like, but when I'm single, he never said that. I was like, well, I'll come back around. He didn't do any of that. But I, I think it would have been just such. A, you, you're when you're so in it in that moment, that's all you can fucking see. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking see myself liking anyone else. I really liked it, and then by the time comes back around, have no feelings at all. But you have to take people, especially in these situations. For what he's saying, because I think a lot of the time we can be like, well, his actions don't match up. We're talking all the time. We're having like we're hooking up. He's not seeing anyone else. That still matches what he said. That's not that's not leading you on. That's not doing anything different. And that can be a really hard pill to swallow. That like if he's not ready for a relationship, the only thing that would be contradicting is if he said, "Hey, I want you to be my girlfriend," and now we're an exclusive relationship. That's right. confusing. But sleeping right. with you, not sleeping with other people, being exclusive, like he's still living up to what he said and you're able to check yourself and know that you're getting like far more attached and like you are really into him, you need to break up.
5: Break yeah, up. because you're not being fair to yourself at all. You're gonna like still be like attached and holding on and you've got to release yourself. And it needs to be on you because he's told you what he wants. hmm you got to take a step back and um, figure things out on your own. Yeah. he's not, he, Figuring out with him isn't going to do any one of you any good.
3: No. And you guys can still really like each other and mm-hmm. like, that's okay. But if you keep at this, it's just going to explode. And then you'll never, ever, ever even think about coming back together once you're both in the same headspace. And I, I, yeah, I would, ju- I, Peace the fuck out. Peace the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Also, I would evaluate when you're swiping right on dating profiles and when you're talking to people, what their what their profiles say that they're interested in when you talk to them before you meet up in person, asking them what they're interested in. And if you are interested in dating, if you are interested in like a relationship and I say this as an abstract because again, I have a lot of friends who are like, "Well, I don't know if I want a relationship with them." And I was like, "Yeah, but you want a relationship? <laughs> like, who knows if you want a relationship with them? Obviously, that's why you would go on a date." But like, in like find like right off the bat, be like, "Oh no, I'm I, I'm looking like I have been out of a relationship for a while. I like, am looking for like I'm looking to like I'm looking for something serious. I'm not really looking to casually date around." And don't go out with anyone who isn't saying the same thing because yeah. like some dudes will lie. Yes. And like, say that, like, yeah, I'm looking for that. And like, they're actually not. And like, those are complete and total fuckboys and assholes. But there's a lot of people, a lot of guys and women, and anyone in general, whatever, whatever your gender is like, who are going to be straightforward and honest and say like, no, I'm looking for a relationship. And mm-hmm. again, I have straight guy friends who then a girl big, like, oh, I'm looking for something casual. And they're like, oh, I'm I'm looking for a relationship. And the girl be like, oh, I'm actually looking for a relationship too. I didn't want to sound desperate.
5: Yeah, it's and like, I know, and I'm not on dating apps right now, but I think like in the f- near future I probably will be, and I'm gonna be like truthful. Like I yeah. want to date, like I want not just date. I want to be in a relationship because I'm past that now. Like I've yeah. I've had all my fun, and that's kind of I feel like that's the same thing with like the things that women think dudes think are like they've like done what they all they want to do and now it's time to settle down. And like exactly. I'm at that I'm at that point now. So. Mm-hmm. So, you, you just know. have to be honest. And, uh, yeah, and you don't if you're truthful from the beginning, you won't waste each other's time or doing like risk yourself catching feelings and having your heart broken.
3: Yeah. And again, this misconception that like all men are just saying that like no, I want something casual and mm-hmm. then it turns into something more. No. And no. again, saying that you want a relationship, this is the patriarchy that is ingrained in us that makes us sound desperate. And it's like, oh, this girl's trying to wife me up and like get like get pregnant with me like immediately. It's like, I'm sorry, Brad, I didn't say I wanted a relationship with you, mm-hmm. but like a relationship, I just want
5: a relationship with a good guy, a that good guy deserves me. Yeah, it's just, and if it's the guy that's saying that, then that's not the guy that you're supposed to be with.
3: No. And just you got to listen to people when they say what they're looking for and know that like you can't change them no matter how great and amazing and cool that you are and know that for every guy who's saying like, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious. There is a guy who is looking for someone serious. Mm -hmm. But the more you talk to the guys who say they're not looking for anyone serious, the longer it's going to take you to to be able to to talk to the people. Got to weed through it. You do. You got to fucking you got to go fast. You got to fucking fast. Like don't invest early messages in, in people like you do a funny back and forth. Ha ha ha. What are you looking for? I think that's like first a like, couple things you say, and it sounds like, oh yeah, I, I, I don't know, I'm just like trying to like casual, like not looking for anything serious. And it's like, okay, cool, I'm looking to like date. Um, I'm like looking for a relationship. Uh, hit me up if like later down the road you're done with if if you'd like to like go on a date sometime. And then you move on. You message someone else. You mm-hmm. message someone else, but like, you can't, especially if you know you get attached. You can't plant seeds. In people before you've had those conversations with them and before you know that you're compatible with them and like know that you want the same things because that's how you get invested and then you're like fuck yeah diversify your income diversify your dick mm-hmm. that's a sweatshirt i like it i like it a lot okay we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back
1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash Acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com slash Acast.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, If you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, Most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need.
5: Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration, equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I
3: Okay, we are back
9: from our break. and We're going to get into the rest of our calls. This is going to be an Am I the Asshole? I'm 26 years old. I'm a Cancer. This involves a 25 year old Virgo male and a 20 year old female Aries. I'm going to refer to them by their signs because I don't want to say their names. Um, this happened all pre COVID, and then fast forward, there's a little bit going on right now. The Virgo boy is one of my childhood friends. We've always butted heads during the situation. He's had a girlfriend the whole time. Aries is someone I met through work and started hanging out with my friend group. I know she's young. It became a problem. For several months leading up to this, when our group would go out, Aries is a fake ID, which is so cringy. Virgo and Aries would be too close, sitting next to each other, talking to each other, dancing, taking shots. And every time I would make it a point to say, hey, how's your girlfriend? Or can we not do that? Or something similar. And every time we would talk after and they would say they didn't realize the perception but wouldn't want to be seen that way, but it just kept happening. The, neither of them ever told me I was wrong or to mind my own business. The last time something happened, Virgo tried to bring Aries home from a night out and I blew up with them. Since then, my relationship with Aries has been really strained. She keeps everything to herself and doesn't share a lot with me. And Virgo has been completely cut from my life because please stop trying to cheat on your girlfriend with young girls. Fast forward, I get a text from Virgo that his girlfriend and him broke up. It was entirely my fault even though I've never spoken to her. I antagonized him and Aries for no reason for months and I'm toxic and manipulative and weird for caring because they're adults. When I discussed this with Aries, she said she wasn't going to speak for him but wasn't mad at him for leading her on while he had a girlfriend. I didn't understand but I know she's young so I tried to give her grace. I was offended that she said she couldn't or that she couldn't say that she didn't think that about me as well, but she had no problem with him. From this point i thought they were amicable but not necessarily speaking because he never spoke to anybody in our friend group and she still was i got a call out of the blue from one of virgo's friends saying aries got her fake id taken away on a date with virgo so i blew up again i don't like distrustful people and i wouldn't tell her that she could or couldn't date him but i would expect her to share something like that with me and since then virgo and aries older sister have been harassing me, saying I can't take my friendship from her, I have no reason, this is bullying, calling me names, threatening to beat my ass, and that I'm too old to be picking on someone her age. This whole time, Aries has been radio silent when I tried to explain how I felt. She only said, I'm sorry you feel that way, I disagree, but won't denounce how Virgo and her sister have been treating me. This has shown their character and doesn't make me want to be their friend at all. My best friend agrees with me, but my boyfriend thinks I should have minded my own business from the start. So I have to ask, am I the asshole here? Thank you for all your help.
5: Can we do an entire podcast just called Am I the Asshole? And like, yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I was thinking that the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> all we do is come up with the other ideas of podcasts we yes. should have. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Here's the thing. I think that your intentions are in the right place, especially looking out for a younger girl. But um, she shouldn't have been going out with you. I mean, I did it when I was 20. I would go out with a fake ID, but like she shouldn't have been going out. Look, in retrospect, I shouldn't have been going out. This girl shouldn't have been going out. You were trying to look out for her. Mm -hmm. Also, like this dude is basically like... Gross. ...being a predator. Yeah. Going after a girl that's five years younger than him who's out drinking, who shouldn't be drinking... He has a girlfriend, like everything about the situation is just wrong. But like, I think at this point, you've said everything that you need to say. And now I think you need to just back away because they are adults. They can make their own decisions. You've made your stance um, well known. They're not going to listen to you and you should just let them be the be in their own little toxic vat over there and I wouldn't even be friends with them at all
3: no I think this all this is this is really proven that like these you shouldn't be friends with these people and you Mm -hmm. don't want to be friends with these people I think that I mean I would have done the exact same thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I think if you weren't if the quote-unquote you weren't minding your own business or whatever you would have you would have reached out to his girlfriend Mm
6: -hmm.
3: and this is so clear that this was in front of your face this is a girl who's drinking underage. This is a girl who you're friends with and a guy who you're also friends with, who you know who has a girlfriend. It's a predatory nature. It's He's cheating on his girlfriend and this is happening in front of you. This is not you getting involved in something that's not your business. They made it your business. Mm-hmm. And what's not your business is his girlfriend who you've never met. You never talk and talk to her. You never reached out to her. You never did anything like that. That would have been getting in and again, I also wouldn't have faulted you for that either. Me either. But like, you're looking out for this girl and you're also like not wanting your friend to like be a piece of shit. And these are the kinds of conversations that you, when you have with people that like, it shows their true colors because like right. the way that I would have expected this to go, which I'm assuming you did, you would have too, is the girl would have been like, thank you for looking out for me. Like, you're right. Like, this is just like, that is like not a good thing. Like girlfriend thing. Like that is gross. And him being like, yeah, you're right. Like that is fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. But the mm, whole turning and that it on. would have been the end of it. Exactly. And it wouldn't have to be, be anything else. But like the whole, like turning the script on you and being like, oh my God, it's all your fault that my girlfriend and I broke up and all of that. It's like, okay, so all you're showing me here is that like, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> (laughs) You have been a piece of shit this whole fucking time. And like, you can't take any responsibility and you're going to put it on me who's like never even fucking spoken to your girlfriend before. Like, what the fuck do you want from me? Like, I I think that like, this is definitely something Mots would have said. This Like Mots is like the epitome of like, I'm just not gonna get involved. And I'm like, why? Like, what do you mean? You're not going to cuss out your friends for like doing X, Y, and Z or whatever. Like you said, like you've said everything that you needed to say. These people are shitty people. They're not your friends. Block his number. Block her older sister's number. Ignore them and be happy (laughs) that the demise of your friendship came not because of something that they necessarily did to you, but that their true colors were seen and that they arbitrarily, like they just showed themselves as being shitty people. Mm -hmm. You don't have to find out because... They treated you shitty. You've seen this shitty behavior. And now that you've like pulled away and you're like, yeah, fuck this. Now they're coming after you with even more of their shitty behavior targeted at you. But this is this is just their true colors. And I don't think I think looking out for younger girls is uh, something that we should never stop doing. And even if you've like been burned by it or anything of someone who's like didn't want your help or didn't want you to look out for them that's okay. That happens. But like, that doesn't mean that you should stop doing that. But I think this will be like a great lesson, like f- later on, like not to go drinking with girls, who anyone who's under age, mm-hmm. like that's no, that's not a thing. And then if you feel like you have a responsibility to take care of someone as a friend, that's not really a friendship anymore. Like that becomes like parenting and policing your friend's actions is not your responsibility. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of saying something when you see something and someone's doing something shady, calling them out on it. But then when, if you see it's a pattern of behavior, then it's like, OK, I can't change that the thing. I can change. I'm not going to be friends with you anymore
5: because mm-hmm. I don't like this person. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And Ugh. also like you stop him from taking her home at one point. When she was drunk underage. When she was drunk and underage. and like He should be fucking thanking your ass. He should be thanking you, but now he's blaming you for the breakup with his girlfriend. Like, it would have inevitably happened because he's a piece of shit guy. And uh, his girlfriend should be, like, thanking you, (laughs) to be honest. And also, like you've said, you've never talked to the girlfriend before.
3: So, like... What does that have to do with you? Literally. I think what you should do... Stop being friends with him. Stop being friends with her. And then reach out to the girlfriend. Befriend her. See what she's like. Maybe you guys will get along. Seems like it.
5: Yes. You're not the asshole. No. You were the hero in this story. And sometimes with heroic acts comes divided friendships. And fuck them. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Fuck
3: them. On to the next Hi, Megan, Melissa,
8: um, I am a 21-year-old Libra, a junior in college, and I'm calling about a roommate issue, of course, so um, I am currently rooming, which I feel bad because I should have known this, and rooming with what I thought was my best friend um, ever since I came to college, and I'm having a lot of issues with her essentially crossing my boundaries and not caring or disrespecting me over and over. Um, So one thing that happened, I have had issues with her eating my food, even though I've told her, I've had to tell her, hey, please don't touch my shit. And she continues to eat my food after I had told her. Another issue that I'm facing is that with Corona specifically, I thought we were on the same page when we moved into an apartment after living on the dorm um, as neighbors together for two years. and. Literally, when, she, when we moved in, I thought we understood COVID the same way. We're going to follow the guidelines. However, she started bringing random strangers into her apartment. And the first time she did it, I had to tell her, hey, I'm really uncomfortable when you do this. Because personally, I have all virtual classes and she has in-person classes. So I'm already at risk. I told her, hey, this is my safe space. Like, Please don't bring anyone that I don't know besides our mutual family members. And she, I told her that. I felt really good. She, again, brought random people into her apartment and I had to tell her again. And I'm just having this problem where she continues to do something that goes completely against what I had previously told her not to do. I don't know how to reach her. I keep having to have these exhausting and super emotional conversations with her. And it's really draining because I know that she doesn't actually care um, for more context, she is a Sagittarius, which, <laughs> yikes. Um, but I can really use some help. I really need some guidance because I don't know how to reach her. And at this point, she keeps disrespecting me just as a person outside of being her roommate and supposedly her best friend. Um, I'm stuck leasing with her until July, so I have to figure out something to do. Thank you so much. I look
3: forward to hearing your guys' advice. Bye. I hate when people eat my food. I despise it. I think it's the most abhorrent, disrespectful, like disgusting. I,
5: It is horrible. I think like, it is the guillotine. It's like, guillotine. It's like if you're going to eat my shrimp, you need to replace it with fucking lobster within 20 minutes.
3: And exactly. Like it needs to be. I can't miss it ever Mm -hmm. I can't miss it and you have to make up for like interest like you can't just eat something and then replenish it the next time we go grocery shopping
5: no like no like Mm -hmm. it and it needs to be like for a specific reason like you're so hungry and you just don't have time but like you're gonna eat it now but like you've already ordered like the food to be replaced it's on its way and you've asked and I said yes yep oh Hmm. my god and then on top of that, just bringing people over. Yeah. This, Yeah, this is, I mean, we always
3: say don't live with friends. It does seem though, like I will give you credit that like, it seems like one of the reasons why we say it's hard to live with friends is because it's, it's hard to create those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You're creating those boundaries. Like she's good, just good on you. She's yeah. just crossing them. And so what you need to do now is recognize, okay, she's not, i need new boundaries so a new boundary and this it fucking sucks but a new boundary might be you get a mini fridge and you put it in your room in your Mm -hmm. specific
5: bedroom and that's where your food goes in my old place um my roommate wasn't she wasn't she would always ask if she could use my food and it got to the point where she was asking me so much that it was just like why, why yeah. aren't you getting your own food? And so I got a cabinet and I put it in my room and I put my food. I would call it my quote unquote kitchen. And I would put all my food in there, all my dry foods in there and then um, freeze my other stuff because then I knew she'd have to thaw it out. So. Smart. Yeah. That's really smart.
3: Yeah. This is just one of those things that like you do have to like, it sucks when someone doesn't meet your doesn't respect your boundaries because then usually then you have to work twice as hard and like Mm -hmm. spend fucking money on getting a cabinet or getting a like mini fridge or doing all of that kind of stuff um and then I think your lease is up in July Mm -hmm. and so you ask hey can you let me know when you're going to be bringing people over like give me a heads up And if she's because she's not respecting you, not like, but then if you know that someone's coming, then you stay in your room. You Uh don't come out. Uh Um, And it's not about being okay with her doing it at all. You can still express like, hey, I really like I hate this, by the way, like this fucking sucks. I don't feel safe here. Like this is not like I'm not okay with this at all. And she'll know that. But then knowing that if she's not going to respect your boundaries that you need to create new ones and then that becomes like it sucks like yeah you stay in your room you're not going out into the living room or the common space and it fucking sucks but it's just about getting through july to the end like getting through to it yeah that's that's what i would i would say and it's hard with friends because you you don't want to think that they're like outwardly like being an asshole to you or anything like that. And you want to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt and like, well, maybe they didn't get it. Maybe I have to phrase it in a different way. But at a certain point, you just kind of have to cut your losses and be like, okay, I'm just going to work around the fucking tornado mess that you are. And this is how I'm going to live my life.
5: It's going to be a hassle for me for the next couple of months. But And I also noticed something you said. You said, supposedly, I'm her best friend. It sounds like that you're over the relationship that, like, she's not even your friend anymore, so... (laughs) If that's the case, um, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but if that's the case, then just treat her like a roommate, not your friend. How many times have you and I said that where we're like, oh, yeah, I'm their best friend. (laughs) Yeah, my
0: best friend. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) Like all the fucking time. No, you're right. That's a good catch. I think that's probably what this is. And yeah, you just treat her like the shitty fucking roommate that she (laughs) is. Like, that's all that there is to it. You don't have to do like the pleasantries of friendship because she's not doing those yeah that's fucking sucks though don't live with your friends
5: ever 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 ever. unless they're your best friend that you're going to spend the rest of your life
6: with
3: Now it is time for Don't Blame Them, and this is where a listener calls in with their own advice from a previous episode. So maybe they have their own insight. They've experienced something personally. They caught something we didn't. They just, they have something to say.
5: Mm -hmm. So what episode do they have shit to say? (laughs) This was from season seven, episode 12, where the original caller cries a lot, and um, her boyfriend is always trying to fix the situation, but there's Mm -hmm. nothing to fix she's just a crier so here is someone calling with their own advice
7: hi megan and melissa this is going to be a don't blame them the most recent episode with the girl who um just got out of a toxic relationship and cried a lot and her voice really wants to help so as both a crier and fixer i feel like i have two thoughts of advice so on the crying end Um, Though it's really important to communicate with your partner, and I'm really glad that he wants to be there for you. Something that I have learned as a crier is that being able to self-soothe is really important. Um, And I know that's a term that, you know, is usually used for babies, but being able to self-soothe just means that you are able to take yourself out of whatever you're feeling. So whether it's you're crying for a day on end, but at the end of the day, tomorrow when you wake up, you're going to feel better than what you did. Or even if it's, like, you take a week to yourself and you don't talk to anyone, that is a form of self-sucing. So knowing when or knowing that you're able to take yourself out of it it has been really helpful for me. And, you know, um, perhaps you can talk about that in therapy and you can get tangible tools um, to help with that. And on the other end, with your boyfriend, I am also a fixer and like to make sure that people feel good. And I kind of put that on myself. Um. So I think when you talk to your boyfriend, you could just say, like, look, when I'm crying, if I need you there and I need you to console me, I will let you know. But for right now, sometimes I just want to cry. You could say, I don't know if you're sensitive. Um, I am. <laughs> so what I've told my boyfriend is, like, hey, like, sometimes I'm just sensitive and I need to cry. And that doesn't mean anything inherently bad is happening. I just have a lot of bottled up emotions that I just need get a cry out, and then I'll be good to go. Um, so that's kind of what Melissa, Megan, and Moss said. Uh, but I just want to reiterate that um, perhaps your boyfriend doesn't understand, he might not ever understand him, that, you know, if I need you, I'll let you know. That might be the great first step for him to understand kind of back off a little bit, because I don't want you feeling bad for having emotions in so And yeah, good luck. Um, I hope you've gotten some good cries out recently.
3: And yeah, wishing you the best. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Spot on. I agree with yeah. everything. I also think, I don't think Mats and I said this, but I do think that um, it could also, sometimes people can feel like it's a trick. Like the, part, the other partner, it's like, well, I don't like... Uh, uh they can be really empowering and liberating for them to know like hey if i'm upset with you or i'm like sad like i will let you know mm-hmm. you don't have to like anticipate m- my action like or try and read my mind like i will let you know so that's mm-hmm. also something that i think
5: would be very helpful cuz i'm <sighs> You mean a trick, like, as in like, I'm testing you to see if you're going to comfort me?
3: Not necessarily a trick, but it's like, I'm expecting you. I need you to do this. And I'm not asking you to do this. So I'm like, I'm, this is something that is expected of you that like, if you, if you leave me alone, I'm going to be upset versus being like, no, no, I will tell you if I, if I need you around. But, but I think a lot of the time it can feel like, unless we're really explicit about that, that people don't want to disappoint us. And so it can feel like, oh, I feel like I need to comfort you. Mm-hmm. But because I feel like if I didn't comfort you, then maybe you're mad at that, then that would be my fault. But like in reality, like if we need to ask for what we need and then people can meet our expectations, but trying to meet someone's expectations that they haven't said is also super exhausting. Yeah.
5: Got which it. I think, Got
3: it. Yeah. So great advice. Thank you for um, calling in. And that is our episode. Woo, 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 woo. Woo, That's woo. don't blame me. <laughs> I just start singing a theme song every time. <laughs> um, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Again, under three minutes, write it down. 18 or over, have your parents' permission. And then if you want to listen to us ad-free, check out our show on Stitcher Premium. No ads there, and if you want to support our show and watch the video version, we are also on Patreon. We really appreciate all of our patrons. We like, we literally get to know you like well, mm-hmm. which is exciting, and it's fun to like be able to follow up and be like, "What's up?" So we have our one dollar tier, which is where all the video versions of the podcast are. Which, I mean, you gotta—I mean—you have to watch just for your eyeshadow today. <laughs> it's beautiful. And Thank you. Can t- you. You can see our reactions to those crazy calls. I love getting messages from people who are like, I was like listening. And then I heard where the call was going. And I was like, I had to see what your facial reactions were. Yeah. And then we also have a $5 a month tier, which is where we do two live streams a month. And it's very, very fun. We get to know each other. It's like Zooms. You get to meet other people in the community. Great times. We're had by all. We always Great have times fun. and
5: good oldies. Good oldies?
6: Mm-hmm.
5: What? Kids like Four? Oh,
3: is this a radio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um what else? Oh, follow us on Instagram. We were like really close to 11,000 on our podcast Instagram and now we're back at 10.8 <laughs> and I'm like excuse me you fuckers who like i'm like did you just follow the podcast account to get into the facebook group and then you unfollowed we will be checking i will be fucking checking (laughs) no 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 okay what else do you want anything you want to do you want to promo your i mean our socials are always linked down below but do you want to promo any of your shows or what you're working on yeah i've got a
5: new show uh called pants it is with lisha haley and kate minning from the l word and so uh check it out it's i fun. did not know that that's what it was called <laughs> did you see my face as yep. soon as you said who it was with i was like oh, okay i know about this but yes. it's just called pants pants i fucking don't ask me love, why i don't know i i don't care i love that <laughs> <laughs> i don't even care if it has a good meeting or a stupid yeah. meeting. i fucking
3: love that yeah wow that's impressive um oh also get yeah, please follow the fucking podcast instagram because i've worked really hard on like she has ma- been making
5: very cute uh new posts yeah i'm trying to go for new Fair aesthetic like, it's fun oh, yeah it's sexy i need it's validation. a good time
3: thank you <laughs> i spend a lot of time doing it um anything else buy my book buy my presets follow me on socials and
5: don't have here. sex with the Republicans. Yeah, that too. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.
3: Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.
2: all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.